What's up? What's going on? And welcome to the Fantasy Food Truck Podcast. I am your host, Adam McGill. You can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Food Truck. That's F A N T A Z Y F O O D T R U K. This is our very first podcast, and I am super excited to bring all the latest free agency news around the league uh, and put my own fantasy spin to it all. Today we will focus on the free agent moves and what it means for the teams and the players around the players moving. Uh, As we get closer to the draft, we will do podcasts focusing on each division and breaking these teams and players down further. Uh, But without further ado, let's start with my favorite team, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, The Steelers started off uh, overall uh, as football signings. They looked like one of the best. Um, they signed Ladarius Green, uh, former tight end of the San Diego Chargers, uh, and then they found out that Martavis Bryant was suspended for the year uh, because of either a failed drug test or he failed to show up for a drug test. Uh, either way, I, I think this means most for Ladarius Green. Uh, for a while, uh, Ben had always wanted a tall receiver. Uh, like he had in Plexico Burris years ago. So the team went out a few years back and drafted Martavis out of Clemson. Uh, when when the Steelers probably found out of his looming suspension, they went out and got Ladarius Green. Green is 6'6", 250 pounds. I think he will add a, a whole other dimension to the Steelers' offense. Uh, when you look at guys like Marcus Wheaton and Sammy Coates, I don't think that they're going to be as involved as, as one would think. I think that with Bell and Brown um, and even the, the occasional D'Angelo Williams, uh, Wheaton will be, will be involved, but I don't think he will be involved enough to be a, a uh, wide receiver two or even less consideration. Uh, if you're in a, a dynasty league, uh, Sammy Coates might be somebody to consider. Uh, then again, uh, Marcus Wheaton, this is the last year of his contract. So, where will he be next year? Uh, will he be worth, you know, wasting uh, a late-round pick? You know, it's something that we'll continue to dive into uh, later on in, in, in free agency and as we get closer to the regular season. Um, next, uh, we'll stay in the AFC North, and, and we'll look at a team such as the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens, have, they haven't done a whole lot uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, kind of interested in their defense and, and what their defense looks like. Uh, when, when they get Terrell Suggs back, they went out and signed uh, Eric Weddle. Um, you know, the Ravens defense is, is always uh, top-notch. Uh, and then you, you add it on the offense. Uh, they really needed a tight end this year, so they went out and got Ben Watson. However, I, I don't think Ben Watson is going to be what he was last year. Uh, so they have, they have second-year man Max Williams, uh, who I think has the best potential to break out this year. Uh, I think it will start off with, with being – mostly Watson, and then, and then throughout the year, I think it will go on to uh, Max Williams. Uh, the Ravens actually today just signed Mike Wallace. What does Mike Wallace mean? Absolutely nothing. Uh, no, Mike Wallace, uh, after he signed that $55 million contract a few years ago with the Dolphins, hasn't really done much. However, he hasn't had Joe Flacco as a quarterback. Uh, Flacco is not only getting Wallace, but he's getting Rashad Perriman, back after he was drafted last year and didn't play, and he's also getting Steve Smith back, uh, one of the best receivers in the first couple weeks of the year last year from a fantasy standpoint, uh, definitely a competitor, so 
it'll be it'll be very exciting uh, to see those three guys work, uh, especially with Flacco. Uh, the the Ravens did lose Kalichi uh, Osemele. Uh, from an offensive line standpoint, I wasn't a huge fan of Justin Forsett last year. He was actually one of the guys that I wanted to stay away from. Uh, so obviously losing a key piece, uh, 20% really, of, of their offensive line um, isn't good news for first Forsett. So uh, again, that's somebody that's right now I can probably stay away from. Uh, on to the Bengals staying in the AFC North. Uh, they lost a lot of firepower from, their, from the offensive side of the ball. Uh, losing their number two and number three receivers, Muhammad Sanu and Marvin Jones. Uh, I stayed away from Jeremy Hill last year, uh, and I would recommend to do the same thing this year. Uh, really isn't too much talk about this team, uh, other than they really only lost players rather than added players. I'm uh, really interested to see if their defense can, can get back Reggie Nelson, because it'll be a huge either addition or loss to their defense. Uh, you know, same thing for the Browns, really really only losing players, not really keeping much. Uh, they lost almost half their starting offensive line from last year, uh, losing Mitchell Schwartz and uh, Alex Mack. Uh, and not knowing who the quarterback could be, uh, that'll be a huge issue. However, uh, I really like Duke Johnson. Uh, I'm still waiting to hear if Josh Gordon will be back. Um, so that, that'll be interesting to, to stay tuned with the Browns. Uh, one one of the guys the Bengals did lose, as we've already mentioned, is Marvin Jones. Uh, he went to the Lions. The Lions are paying more for Marvin Jones this year uh, than they are for Golden Tate. Uh, but if your draft were today, uh, I would gladly take Tate over Jones. Uh, the, jo- the Lions also released Troy Bell earlier in the offseason, and I think this means the most for Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick. However, don't sleep on Zach Center. Uh, Zach Center was a stud of the preseason last year. Uh, and got hurt early in the season and was out for the year. I think it was a, a broken rib or, or, or uh, it was a broken femur. Uh, either way, uh, I'm usually not a fan of, of spending money in free agency uh, from a, a overall team uh, standpoint, uh, but it looks like the Falcons are, are, are doing it right. Uh, and they haven't really overspent. Uh, they went out and upgraded at the center, getting Alex Mack from the Browns, uh, which not only helped the running game, uh, and Devontae Freeman uh, would also help keep Matt Ryan cleaner, uh, less sacks, you know, less fumbles, uh, more time to throw the ball. So last year, it seemed like a lot of the time Matt Ryan would throw the ball in the red zone. Uh, well, with as good as the year as Devontae Freeman and uh, Julio Jones both had, to think that, that it could have been better, uh, to think that, that how many turnovers the Falcons offense had, um, so hopefully this year, obviously, with an, with an upgraded offensive line, uh, with them releasing Roddy White, uh, they went ahead um, and added Mohamed Sanu. So it, with, the, with the release of Roddy White at first, I had thought that this was, this was big for Justin Hardy. Justin Hardy's going into his second year. I thought this really could be the next Allen Robinson. Uh, but then the team went out and signed Mohamed Sanu. Now, Sanu was voted the most athletic player on the Bengals team last year by fellow players in the AFC North. When you have guys like A.J. Green, uh, when you have, you know, guys like uh, uh, Gio Bernard and, and Marvin Jones, uh, you know, Kyle Reifert, uh, and, and you're voted the most athletic, uh, that's saying something. However, being most athletic doesn't always mean that, that you're good at football. Uh, stay tuned as, as this is one of the most interesting wide receiver battles uh, that I'll be watching through camp and into the preseason. Uh, the Bills 
were able to keep one of their own, uh, actually two of their own, offensive linemen, uh, inciting Richie Incognito back and Cordy Glenn. Uh, this means much more for LaShawn McCoy and Carlos Williams. Uh, curious to see if McCoy will be suspended for his off-the-field incident involving an off-duty cop. Remember that a player can still be suspended under the league rules, even if they are not found guilty. Uh, see Ben Roethlisberger a few years ago with his sexual assault case. Uh, the Bills did lose their receiving uh, core in Chris Hogan to the Patriots. If you remember, Chris Hogan was nicknamed 7-11 in the Hard Knock series a few years back with the Dolphins because he was always open. Uh, I think Hogan will be, uh, or should be watched, um, and, and should be a value pick if available late in the draft because it's the Patriots, Brady's throwing the ball. Um, you know, guys always seem to thrive in that offense. Uh, keep in mind, this is a value pick. I'm not saying you take him in the first five to eight rounds. Uh, if he's available after that, I'd consider. Uh, moving on now to the Bears. The Bears have been making some noise in free agency. Uh, it may, may have one of the best off-seasons so far. Uh, we will let the draft determine that. Uh, I'm excited to watch Alshon Jeffrey and Kevin White together on the same field. Um, and with them losing Matt Forte, it really clears up the backfield for Jeremy Langford. The Bears also added, added an offensive tackle in Bobby Massey that will only help the running game. If you disagree with those line, uh, is maybe the biggest help to running game, game Steve D'Angelo Williams 2015 with the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers are one of the best offensive lines, and I really think that was the key to D'Angelo Williams uh, having a 1,000-yard season last year versus uh, the underperforming season, as the uh, Panthers would call it the year before. Uh, the Bears also re-signed Zach Miller. Zach Miller is one of my key players of this offseason. Uh, with the inevitable departure of Martellus Bennett, I fully expect Zach Miller to step up and be a top 10 tight end this year. Um, speaking of, of the Bears losing Forte, uh, he went to the Jets. The Jets who still aren't aware of who their quarterback will be. Uh, and not only signed Forte, but also re-signed Bilal Powell. And then within seconds, signed Kyrie Robinson. Uh, so from a running back standpoint, uh, they lost Chris Ivory. Um, which was another one that last year I stayed away from. Uh, I think in, in that aspect, going from Ivory to Forte, it's definitely an upgrade. Uh, the Jets definitely were looking for the backs that can catch as they don't know who their quarterback would be. Uh, from a quarterback standpoint, will it be uh, Geno Smith, the guy who was punched in the jaw last year uh, because he confronted one of his teammates? Uh, will it be, will they re-sign Ryan Fitzpatrick or will they go, go after somebody in the draft? This is a team uh, that I want to watch going through the draft because Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker stock could drop depending on who their quarterback is next year. Both of those wide receivers used to play for the Broncos, which means we will move on to the Broncos. The Broncos lost a lot of defense in free agency, but still have the best defensive back group in the league. Uh, this league is still focusing, and they love to throw the ball, um, which is one of the most important aspects of the defense is to be able to stop the pass. The Broncos also do not have a starting quarterback and just matched D.J. Anderson offers offer from Miami. Uh, stay put on all Denver's weapons until further notice as we get clear picture from this team and where their quarterback direction is headed. The only reason that I will mention the Cowboys right now is if they add Zeke Elliott. Uh, that's a big question. Again, going back to the offensive line, they have a great offensive line as long as everybody knows. Will they put a good running back behind that offensive line? Uh, the Packers are another team who have not done much. However, I'm surprised to see James Starks has not been re-signed yet. 
this must be a good sign for Eddie Lacy, as Starks was announced to start about halfway toward the end of the year last year. And you would think that they didn't think Lacey would be back. You'd think if they thought that, that Starks would be the man. Um, so you would think that they would have went out and re-signed him. Uh, the Texans have made a little bit of a splash in free agency by going out and getting Lamar Miller and Brock Osweiler. Osweiler's a turd, in my opinion. Turd is in T-U-R-D. Uh, like a piece of poop. If anybody watched South Park, I think they called him Mr. Hankey. Uh, and I think that Osweiler is honestly the next Matt Flynn. I would stay far away from him and not think about drafting him at all this year. Uh, however, Miller, on the other hand, is interesting. I don't like to draft players who have just switched teams. Uh, and, and there's lists and numerous players over the past couple of years who have done so in free agency who have not panned out. However, when you look at guys like D'Angelo Williams, uh, Deion Lewis, guys who have panned out, you really have to look at the team and the structure around them. Uh, I think Lamar Miller, if he would went to a team such as the Steelers or the Patriots, or the Broncos, um, or the Panthers, you know, I, I think he can be successful. In a team like the Texans, it's, it's, it's a toss-up. The Texans did make the playoffs last year. They do have, uh, a, I think, a good coach. If you watched Hard Knocks last year, I am a huge fan of Billy O'Brien. Uh, I'm a huge fan of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think that defense is, is the real deal. So it'll be exciting to watch Miller. Uh, if Miller drops to where his value exceeds his bust potential, then I'd go after him. But he's not a player that I'm hoping to get in the top couple rounds. Um, it, it's something that as we get closer to, uh, as they say, ADP, average draft projection, uh, I'm very curious as to where he's going. If I can get him below the ADP, then I'm absolutely getting him. Uh, going on from Miller's old team, the Dolphins, uh, they went above and beyond uh, not only making a splash, but, but I don't even know what to call uh, what they've done. They've added a ton of used-to-be talent on the defense. Uh, this would be a defense that I would take a chance on with j just for the sake of it. Uh, now, I like to, now, I'm a person that I really like to stream defenses throughout the year, so to me, I'm, I'm not a guy who really likes to take defenses in the draft anyways. However, if it's the 16th round, which is the last round of most of my drafts, and the Dolphins' defense is there, I might, I might go after them. Uh, with all the talent they've added, worst-case scenario, you go one weekend of the year and you drop them. Uh, I'm most excited from this team, though, for Jay and Jaggi. Uh, I was really upset when they went ahead and matched uh, C.J. Anderson's, or, or when they when they signed C.J. Anderson to a deal. Uh, I thought that, that they were really speaking on both sides of their ear, talking about how Jay and Jaggi was going to be the future back, and then they went ahead and signed C.J. Anderson. It's good to see the Broncos match that offer. Um, I'm really excited for Jay and Jaggi this year. Uh, was never a fan of C.J. Anderson in the first place, stayed away from last year. Um, was not one let down by him. Uh, moving on uh, to the Jaguars. The Jaguars went ahead and signed Chris Ivory. I uh, really thought this was going to be T.J. Yeldon's breakout year, uh, but it looks like not yet. Uh, I still prefer Yeldon to Ivory. However, I don't think the Jaguars are going to do that at first. Uh, I think that Yeldon, if he's available late in the draft, will be good. I, I can totally foresee by the end of the year Yeldon overtaking Ivory. Uh, so, you know, Dynasty League, if you can get them late, if you, you know, nobody has them. Uh, I'm in a keeper league where it's, it's, a, it's a redraft every year, and you can keep a guy after the fifth round every year. Uh, one guy. So, uh, you know, to me, Yeldon would be a good late-round pick. Uh, the Jags defense is another sleeper defense that I'm interested in uh, with what they've done in free agency. Uh, moving on to the Saints, the Saints went out and grabbed Kobe Fleener, which is a huge interest to me as well. 
Uh, the Saints gave Ben Watson a career year, and I think they will do the same with Flaner. Especially with Colston retiring, I think Flaner will be huge this year, uh, and, and I think that he'll be a top tight end to watch, and I think you can get him pretty late. Uh, the Eagles have done the opposite of what teams do in the time frame. Instead of adding players, they're getting rid of most of their players, uh, which for them is probably a good thing. Trading DeMarco Murray for basically nothing will boost Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproul stocks. Uh, Murray now obviously going to the Titans, which is one of the most interesting offenses to me this year uh, and could have the biggest increase over last year. Uh, they have a second-year quarterback, Marcus Mariota, who looked pretty good last year. Uh, they have a second-year receiver, Dora Green-Beckham, who looked pretty good last year. Uh, and I'm really high on both those guys, along with DeMarco Murray. Uh, to wrap up here, the Chargers went out and added Travis Benjamin from the Browns, uh, who means absolutely nothing to me. I still think Keenan Allen and Antonio Gates are really the only pass catchers you want to look at from there, uh, unless they really fix their offensive line. If they fix their offensive line, then you can go ahead and look at a guy like Melvin Gordon. Uh, other than that, that really wraps up our main uh, free agent signings and moves as of, as of now. Uh, again, uh, over the next couple of weeks, we will try to focus more individually on team uh, individuals, uh, how they will benefit from these signings, uh, why, as most of these people that I have mentioned, as they're trading teams, I would stay away from. Uh, I would like to do a, a division by division, conference by conference breakdown at some point throughout the off season. Uh, any new updates? Again, follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Food Truck. Thanks for listening.